0: Hello, and welcome to Bold Conscious Connections, the show where we delve into the journeys of exceptional individuals who have embraced their true potential. My name is Raju Panjwani, your guide on this adventure of discovery. In each episode, we connect with inspiring leaders, entrepreneurs, and visionaries who share their stories of transformation, resilience, and success. This is a space for you to find inspiration, my friends, learn from others' experiences and ignite your own path of personal and professional growth. Now, so whether you're seeking a spark of motivation or strategies for success, join us on this journey of bold and conscious connections. In this refreshed season four, bold entrepreneurial tales. We're celebrating the stories of individuals who bravely stepped beyond traditional roles to follow their entrepreneurial hearts, as I say. These are not just business stories. They're personal journeys of courage, creativity, and transformation. Whether you're dreaming of starting your own venture or seeking inspiration to keep going, these tales are for you. Join us as we share relatable life experiences, real life experiences, challenges and triumphs that resonate with your journey towards success and fulfillment. Now, without further ado, let me get to today's episode. It is always fun to meet like-minded people who seem to have a, a background somewhat similar and the mission fairly similar. So in today's episode, I speak with Jimmy Bradbury, who stepped away from a successful corporate career to redefine what it means to live a fulfilling life. After spending over 25 years in the corporate world, working everywhere from New York to Dubai, Jimmy encountered a series of life-changing events in 2018. These events prompted him to embark on a new path, one that led him to the burgeoning field of knowledge commerce. Jimmy's journey is a beacon for those feeling trapped in the nine to five cycle, showcasing how to leverage your expertise into an online business that not only brings freedom, but also joy and a sense of fulfillment. Uh, Jimmy launched his Young Entrepreneurs Academy in 2019. He's already touched the lives of many people across five continents, teaching them how to monetize their knowledge and passion. He continues to inspire a diverse clientele, including Olympic athletes, CEOs, and single parents, proving that it is possible to live the life you've always imagined. So without further ado, let me bring Jimmy into this conversation. And so he, where he shares his insights about the leap from corporate security to entrepreneurial liberty. I love that. from corporate security to entrepreneurial liberty, all while staying true to his core values of gratitude, respect, honesty, commitment, loyalty, and joy. And here he is.: Well today I'm joined by Jimmy Bradbury, a former professional of 25 plus years, who made the inspiring shift from a long-standing corporate career. To the world of entrepreneurship jimmy and i go back a few years we were part of a mastermind together and we've continued to be in touch uh he brings a unique perspective to the table having transitioned as we've all transitioned from corporate to entrepreneurship so welcome jimmy
1: thank you very much for having me Raju. um i'm very grateful to be here (laughs) first of all i just love to acknowledge you for the the work that you're doing with this podcast and also the work that you're doing generally with your online business so well done and i'm very grateful to be here today
0: well i'm grateful for you so this is really for you as a platform and it's collective as it turns out uh you know this show is called the bold conscious connections podcast and it's the unity consciousness uh, which underpins the fact that we're all connected somehow and uh, there must be a reason why we meet and why we do things and why we part ways and so on and so forth but there is a connection. So the idea that you know, a lot of us die with our gifts, a lot of us don't really take the courage and be bold. So a lot of it is about bold, being bold. And consciousness is an essential element of you know, being connected with who we are in our hearts. So in the conversation today, I'd like to explore with you, uh, Jimmy, your journey, the lessons you've learned and the insights you offer to those. And it's funny that my audience and your audience are kind of similar because most of the audience that I think I appeal to are the ones that, like me, or in corporate for 30 plus years, maybe shorter for some of them. And then I've been on this journey for about 20 years now, five startups later. And I just continue. I don't really stop. I have It has helped me overcome any kind of fear. And so live in freedom is my goal. So the first thing that comes to mind is, and I often ask most of my guests these questions, what you do and all the things you've done are going to be in the show notes and people will hear about you. But I want to know, first and foremost, who is Jimmy Bradbury? What you do with who you are?
1: Okay. At the very basic level, the very base level, uh, energy and consciousness is what I'm about. And I think that's the piece that actually, when you said it, when we introduced, we're all connected and, and we are all connected. You're absolutely right. And a lot of it is through that energy that we've got, the energy that we have all within us and that consciousness. Like At the end of the day, it's just about being aware of what's actually happening around us. And mm-hmm. for me, right now, there's nothing else other than just being present here in this moment with you. Because that's mm-hmm. the only thing that's real in this life. The only thing that's mm-hmm. real is being right here with you, talking to you today. Not what happened in the past. Can't do anything about it. And certainly not what's in the future, because we don't know about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it's always, you know just about being here now, present. So if you ask me, who am I? I'm just energy and awareness and just being here and being present with you
0: that's a great answer and your answer it's it's beautiful so the audience is being similar in my case a little bit unfulfilled they're looking for something they know they are entrepreneurial as I was and I think as as your story dovetails as well so we all have our trauma moments pivotal moments whatever turning points i know you've had one or two even leaving a 25 year corporate life i know it was never easy for me but at some point, it's either an external catalyst or something happens within you that asks you to, to make that change. So what was that for you? What was the pivotal moment that made, made the leap for you?
1: I guess for me, there was two. One was back in 2011 when I left the corporate world because I always wanted to do something mm-hmm. beyond working in a nine-to-five job. At that time in 2011, I was working in a publicly listed company in London on the stock market as a board director. I was earning hundreds of thousands. Mm. I thought about leaving because I had a moment where I think that I got to that place where if I left it any longer, I'd probably be not able to do it because I don't think I'd have had the mindset or the energy or the kind of drive to be able to do it. So I walked into our CEO's offices one day and I handed in my resignation. My resignation. (laughs) At that time I was on hundreds of thousands. Of dollars and i had a company car and I had a pension and i had health care and i had all the benefits that go with it right and i gave that away like i gave it away because when i resigned i had a time when we had to notify the stock market and it took a bit of time to actually you know the process to go through but at that moment i had actually left and i left with pretty much nothing like nothing, oh. because I handed my resignation in. And I had to really start all over again. And what happened was there was a period of probably about six years, because I think looking back on it, I was naive on how I actually planned it all out. Mm. And I drifted for uh, four or five years because I didn't have a plan. I wanted to leave, but I didn't have a plan. And in 2017, I got kicked in the face in a big way because the kind of business that, that I ran and one of them was performing really badly and I was losing lots of money on it, which is the first time Mm. it ever happened to my life. The second thing Mm. that happened to me, I was going through divorce. The third thing that happened to me, which was probably far more important for me than the divorce or losing the money was that my best school friend from the age of six died from a brain tumor. And Mm. he left behind a beautiful wife and three beautiful children. And at that moment, I realized that could have been me and will be me at some point. But I needed to get hold of my life. So the pivotal moment was I really needed to get my life together. And as I kind of lay back and thought about what was happening in my life, I realized that the answers were all down to me and I needed to make this happen. So I reached Hmm. out to some people, mentors, coaches, and I got some guidance from them in terms of a plan going forward. But always, it was always going to be about finding something that I had real meaning in my life, real purpose. So I had to really find what that was, that meaning and purpose.
0: So going back to the, your first initial exit from your job and where you had to report all these things to, because it was public, there was no external catalyst. What was that drive? Do you remember that moment where you, you're just done with it and you want to go? What was that?
1: Like it wasn't a money driven thing because I was earning lots of money. But it was a desire sure. to do more in life than just earn money and work in a job. And I think, frankly, at the end of the day, however you cut it, working for somebody else, the control is, is not with you. Even though I was a public listed director of a stock market, I was at the beck and call of the shareholders. I didn't have control of my destination. I think for me, a lot of it had to do with something subconsciously in me wanting to have more meaning and purpose in my life. I didn't quite know what that Mm. was at the time, but as I look back on it now, I think that's got something to do with it. Because I was working in a job where I was making a lot of money and I kind of liked it. I did kind of like the job, but Mm. I realized that time was slipping away from me. And if I wanted to do something really meaningful in my life, I needed to take action and do something different. I think that's probably something to Mm. do with why I actually left it. Mm. When I told my father that I was doing this, he thought I was absolutely crazy. And for most people, they would say the same thing, like hundreds of thousands of dollars you were earning, Jimmy. And once you handed that resignation in from the company, you were earning nothing from the company. That, I think, has a lot to do with it, Raju, a lot to do with it.
0: So I think your stories and my, I think we've talked about this the other day. It's just so similar, you know, tough fathers, don't you ever quit your job, don't you ever quit your job. It wasn't until after he passed away that I quit my job. I resigned. I had no other... Like you didn't have a plan. So I also, people listening, worse, maybe extreme cases for many of them. A lot of them have good money. They make good money. Some money isn't sitting in the bank. But they're all saying, you know, when I get to this level, then it's this level, and then this level, then I will do this. So this if yeah. then, when this, I will do that, is a thing that, that's a mind game that runs in our, in us. But the key here is that, you know, what is inside of you has also somehow been placed in you. that that spirit to do something different of you, right? So you were not clear about what it was, then the divorce happens and then Shane passes away and then now you're in rude shock. So something happens, what happens then?
1: I think this is where I feel that we have something in our lives beyond just ourselves, whatever that thing might be, whether it's a God, whatever it is, I think there's something that we can tap into that it actually takes us and guides us to where it is we should be going to. Like Mm. this is a journey. I'm trying to figure all that out at the moment as we do during through life. I think we're all trying to figure it out. I think I actually put my hand up to go on the journey. When I was working Mm -hmm. in the corporate job, I wasn't even aware of the journey, let alone put my hand up for it. And I think that's where most people are because it's this kind of circle that we're in that I don't think, whilst the money might be good, I'd, I'm not sure it actually enables you to tap into something bigger. That's just my view. Right. It's certainly working for me.
0: Yeah, every story is yeah. different. So yes, your story is, is your story. And that's, that's great. So, you know, again, we have something about entrepreneurship in, in my culture where I come from. That's an entrepreneurial culture, but in my own family, that was not, certainly not the syndrome. And no one yeah. ever no one ever made it. Uh, from our family. So, but yet there was this something in me that drove me. So similar to you. Now, it's funny. I know that mortality motivation comes from, so we'll leave the genesis and the source of it. How does mortality motivate you?
1: I'm going through a difficult time at the moment. My mother has got severe, severe dementia. She's in a nursing Mm -hmm. home. My dad is 91. And I mm-hmm. think in having conversations with him, the person who never really agreed with me leaving my job, he, he's looking back on his life from where he is. And I think he's looking at it in a spectrum of the things maybe he wish he had done. So for me, mm-hmm. mortality motivation is the fact that one day I'll be, I hope, get to 90 and have the fitness he's got. But I don't want to have regrets. I don't have any regrets. I actually want to yes. put everything out on the table. And I think that's the motivation. Because of the mortality that drives me to that goal. And it is for me a huge driver in my life today. Like Raju, today we're shooting this um, podcast. We can never, ever live this day again in this form. Maybe there's going to be another form that we'll live it, but we'll never live this day today. So why not make the most of this moment and this day? And that's the, the motivation for me. Because when I look at my own situation, I also, without any judgment, see so many people today who are just bumbling through life. Yeah. Bumbling through. And that was me for 25 years in the corporate world, making money, but I was bumbling through life. And I don't want to do that and get to the end of my life and look back and say, Mm -hmm. I just bumbled through life, hoping to make it safely to death. Hmm. I want to be one of those so, well said. so that's yes. the motivation the motivation and the mortality for me anyway
0: beautiful i think that's why we're talking i think this is because our audiences are similar our backgrounds are similar nothing is exactly the same of course not but there is a parallel and then it's like well maybe someone listening to this or watching this gets inspired by something to say you know are you bumbling through life like these two older guys did uh, or What is it that's going to inspire you? Or maybe you're going to be where you are. And that's okay too, It's just not for everybody. We're not everybody's cup of tea. So maybe there's one significant obstacle you can share since 2016 or 17, when you finally said, I got to do something about this. What was it that in that moment that changed you to work on that because you hadn't worked on the previous plan or the previous plan didn't work or you had no plan. So, and then what happened and then what was the lesson that taught you
1: like i think um for me when we get into these situations there's there's two things at play one is a desire to do something with your life Mm -hmm. like really do something with your life or there's a necessity necessity meaning you've got no other option and i think there was part of those that play with me as one there was a necessity i needed to do something with my life and there was a desire because i actually got into a space where I saw something that I'd never seen before, which is the space I'm in today, you know, just helping people get online and build an online capability. I saw that, yes. I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. And those two things started coming into play. And it was really that kind of catalyst of those two coming together that really took me to where it is today. Because... There was a desire to do different things, which I experimented in. I had a publication, I had a consultancy business. I had a restaurant that was the one that didn't do well. So mm. I, did, I did a lot of things that I desired to do, but there wasn't a huge necessity. And I think that's where a lot of people get caught is they want to do a lot of things. The thing that they really need to have is a necessity to do it. And if you don't have the necessity to do it, And it doesn't have to be a financial necessity, Mm -hmm. because in my case, it's not. not. And well, it was partially, but not really the biggest driver. There was something else. Things are not going to happen. So that's what happened with me. And I think that's what catapulted me to where I am today.
0: So explain necessity again. I I know people have different connotations and meanings, and I know where this is coming from for you. Is it similar to... The why that Simon Sinek talks about? Like, what is your why? And if it's that important, it is so necessary for you to live your why? Is that kind of what it is?
1: A big part of it is, absolutely, is why. Mm-hmm. And unless you can tap into that why, and yeah. unless you can anchor that why, anchor it, also mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. A lot of people talk about their why, but most people can't anchor it strong enough. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't actually hold them to do what it is they want to do. So my why is just so anchored now that mm-hmm. I think it's helped me get to where I am now because I use this phrase, you a lot with you know, a lot of my students and my clients, right. words, behavior, action equals results. You can say exactly. lots of these things, oh, I've got a why. Yes. My why is this, my why is that. That's good words. But unless you have the behaviors to match that and align with your actions, you're probably gonna be a bit disappointed.
0: Give us one tip or maybe two for what someone watching or listening can say, you know, I know what you're saying, but how do I do that? What does it take to do that?
1: For some people it's money because they're broke. Mm -hmm. They've got nowhere to go. So they have a necessity to make money. Yeah. That's one example. That's a common example. Another one is they've got family and they got to put food on the table. So they've got to do something about it to make it happen. They've got a sick child, they've got a sick partner, so they've got to actually make things happen. That's a necessity. So those are kind of tangible examples of being able to make things happen through necessity. You've got to find out what your why is, Mm -hmm. and it's got to be strong enough for you that will enable you to be able to anchor it and move forward. So, you know, it's going to be different for everybody. But those are two sure. examples. Those are two common examples that
0: happen. So I'm a corporate guy climbing the ladder, upward demobile, getting promoted. Yeah. People are happy with me. I'm just not happy with me. Right. Yeah. So, what technique can I use other than, ta- other than talking to a coach like you or somebody that helps me to tap into my necessity, my why? What can I do on my own? Is there something I can do on my own? Read books B- beyond that? I mean,
1: I think the greatest, for me, the, this is again my view, the greatest test yeah. of happiness for an individual is being on their own, alone, for a period mm-hmm. of time, and being happy with that. Because it all starts with yourself. And if you're not happy with yourself, being with yourself, because you're looking for external validation of being with people, then it's always going to be a challenge for you to be happy. Mm-hmm. For me, in answering your question, Raju, I believe you need to spend time on your own, alone, not lonely, but alone, and be happy with yourself. I believe that's the test. And if you're happy in that position, then that's a good starting point to being happy. But a lot of people are not.
0: Yep. Yep. That is so well said, Jimmy, because I've, I've been going through this for the last two and a half years, being alone, not lonely, learning to be with myself. Because I say, if I'm not gonna be my best friend, who gonna be wanna be my best friend. So that is so, so powerful, what you just said. It's incredible. And m- many people don't understand that, I think. And I have not, I had not understood this 10 years ago after even i quit my job. I understand it now because I am absolutely have nobody with me for the past two and a half years. And that's just unbelievable. So it yeah. resonates with me. I, I hope it resonates with somebody still watching and listening. It's incredible. Thank you for that. Yeah. No, I, I'm saying thank you for, the, for that thing, because that's the first starting point. If, you don't, if you're not going to look within you, there is no place to look to be happy, right? Whatever that means to you. Beautiful. So clearly your journey, uh, Jimmy, is not about you know this inspiring journey that you've had. It's not just about a business success, et cetera, but it's about personal transformation like we just talked about. And obviously, we want people to get inspired in doing, if it's contemplating a shift to entrepreneurship or not, uh, just being a better self, right? So in that context, what is your uh, vision for for perhaps your gifts that you still want to scale and give? I know you have the, the old online academy. Does that still exist? And then the LinkedIn online business. Is there anything else that we don't know about?
1: No, there are two, many, two online courses, the Online Business Academy, yeah. helping people leave a nine-to-five job and get online. And then right. LinkedIn Launch Academy is helping people build an audience on social media using the platform LinkedIn. I do have a coaching program that is about implementing that, but actually it's more about allowing the courses to stand out front. Um, and then if people need implementation, I'll help them with the coaching. So those are my two. So,
0: What is your future vision for yourself through the business or otherwise? Just you, Jimmy, where is this? What do you want to leave the world with?
1: So I think, Reggio, for me, it's about circling back to my why. So Mm -hmm. maybe for your viewers, my why is I lived for three years in Manila, in the Philippines. Oh, okay. I lived lived for a year in India. So that's four years in the corporate world because i was fortunate in the corporate world in my role to build our international capability around the world and i got to live Mm -hmm. in many 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 beautiful places like india and manila but when i was there in both places in both places particularly in those two places but there was other places but in these two places particularly i saw something that I'd really never seen before on a scale like I've seen Mm -hmm. it for four years every day. And that was people who were living on a dollar a day. And in Manila, Mm -hmm. India, it wasn't one person or 10 people or a thousand people or a million people, but it was tens of millions of people. Mm -hmm. And I often wondered when I was in the corporate world, how is that I could help them? But in the corporate world, I had the money, but I didn't have the time. Now I've got the time and I've got the money. So Hmm. my why is about giving, you know, it's circa that figure, 90% of my earnings back to being able to help these people, which are 10% of the world's population today. On eight billion, that's eight hundred million people. Like eight hundred yes. million people, that's over twice the population of the United States of America, are yes. living on a dollar a day. Can like, can you even contemplate living on a dollar a day? Can you? And these people mm-hmm. are exactly like you, Raju. They're like exactly like me. Their mm-hmm. energy, their consciousness, mm-hmm. but they were unfortunately born on the other side of the tracks. But we can right. help them. I know I can help them because I've got the ability to be able to do it today with what I do. So why not help them? So for me, what I'd love to do is build my online business and really scale it and really grow it into millions so that of that millions, I can give 90% back to help these people. That's what I want to do. That's my why. Yes, that's what I was looking for. Because I want to leave it a better place than Mm -hmm. I came into it.
0: Well, so, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, that's big words, Jimmy and Raju, what the heck do you think? But if you don't do it, when are you going to do it? And when are you going to do it if you don't do it now, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Totally. Totally.
0: So on the scale side of the, the business side of it, is it the academy that reaches out to that? I mean, what is the way that, what is your mechanism to reach people? I know apart from social media, of course, but is that the academy that's the vehicle for that, that you try to go to that audience?
1: Many social media is the platform to do it. Yes. And there again. No, I was talking about run. the
0: academy. So, is it is academy targeting that kind of a part of the the audience?
1: Which part um, of the audience? The the people that are looking to move online from a nine to five job. Yeah, the online business. Academy no, the does the that.
0: tens of millions that are looking for help. How would you help them?
1: From all of the income that I generate from my courses and programs got it i give it okay. back by setting up my own charities got it because i'm very skeptical about certain charities about giving your money to them and where it actually goes i think yeah, that's yeah, yeah. i grew up i grew up in ireland and i don't know if you remember but there was a guy yes. called bob Geldof. Bob Geldof there in in the 80s he had this massive live event called live aid to help uh-huh. people in africa and it was great because it raised lots of money but Sadly, the money got into the wrong hands from mm-hmm. where he thought it. Would go. Right. So, I suppose I've lived too far to that. So, I decided to set up some charities to be able to funnel the money I earn from my online business into those charities to uh-huh. be able to help the people, largely through not just giving them the money, but actually giving them the ability to learn the skills in order. Be able to go from earning a dollar a day to earning two dollars a day. Mm-hmm. For most people, that will be massive because that's a hundred percent increase in their sure. salary. Yeah. Yes, so helping them do that through my platforms, like funneling the funds into that, is what it's where, the, it's where I help those people.
0: Got it, got it. Yeah, all right. So we can actually go on forever, but I just want some a little bit of fun here with you. Are you okay with some rapid-fire questions? Yeah, absolutely. Yes? All right. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. A book that has significantly influenced you?
1: Think and Grow Rich, or just Mm -hmm. finished it for the second time, the biography of Winston Churchill.
0: Okay, great. And who's your biggest role model in business?
1: I guess my father. In business? In business, there's people I look up to as, you know, as people who I aspire or who I like is like people like Richard Branson. But there's another one, actually, who's not so obvious. so I'd like to mention her name because um, she really has inspired this journey of mine. Her name is Layla Jenna. Layla Jenna. Layla that's Jenna. Uh, okay. Yeah, Leila Jenna. Okay. And she wrote, she wrote a book called uh, Give Work, which talks about her business called Sama Source. A lot of what she talks about that is inspired has inspired me to do what I do today. Sadly, hmm. we lost her two years, three years ago, at the age of thirty-three from a very rare oh form my God. Of cancer. But unbelievable yeah. business person, hmm. and she was only thirty-three by the time right. she got to where she got. Incredible.
0: Your other role model. You already answered the question. To your dad, to which was not the business one. So, um, why was that? role model think, that non-business role model
1: i think you know from a young age he always instilled in us instilled in us instilled in us you know really good values in our life some of the things maybe now i look back on i don't agree with not from the values point of view but more from yeah. you know working at a nine to five job for your life right. but values of you know just kindness and you know caring and being there for you and trying to do the best he could for you. I think it was more the values that he instilled from a young age. Yeah, That's great. the inspiration. Well,
0: cool. yeah. tribute to dad. Okay, great. One skill you believe every entrepreneur should have, must have, actually.
1: Understand your mind. Control your mind. Learn how to control your mind. Because mm-hmm. for most people, including me for 25 years, my mind controlled me. But today... Mm-hmm. It's the most, I think it's the most valuable skill we can learn, which is controlling our mind. So true. Because a lot of so that flows out of that, flows from okay. that.
0: We're going to go completely the other direction. What is an essential tech tool for your work?
1: Online platform called Kajabi.
0: That's your tech tool? Okay. Essential for your work. Okay. Brilliant.
1: For essential for your work. Yeah.
0: Okay. This is right up your alley a common myth about online business
1: common myth is it's too difficult and it's not for me and there's too many other people who are doing it and i'll never make any money
0: wow is there anything else you want to add because there's so many i can think of as well
1: <laughs> yeah i could go on and on as i could go on and on
0: your favorite genre of books
1: biographies of particularly of people in history because i think again going back to when i was really struggling five years ago i think mm-hmm. the answers they lie within us but if you read biographies of history like i give you an example i read a, a book every week and over the mm-hmm. last five years i've read two, one book twice and that's the biography of winston churchill mm-hmm. i don't know if you know his story but He was 65 years of age, 65 Mm -hmm. years of age. He became British prime minister and the war, the second world war had just broken out. Mm -hmm. And he was 65, like for most people at 65, um, they would be thinking of retiring. And Mm -hmm. if they haven't already retired and what he did in order to bring the three parts of the Alliance together, America and Russia, Mm -hmm unbelievable like you wouldn't do it today let alone Mm -hmm. at 65 i think that for me those kind of stories are inspirational you know Mm -hmm. i could go on and on on nelson mandela's story you know all of these stories i think for me have been helpful in getting me to where i am today you know mentally physically whatever and i think they and i've always liked history but i really love biographies yeah so those are my favorite
0: that's great i'm sure you've seen the movie as well right His, his movie
1: uh the darkest hour
0: it was called churchill yeah, was, played by and, gary oldman yeah
1: just in a very s- specific period of six weeks yeah it was a great great movie yeah
0: yeah all right so where can people reach you what's the best way is it linkedin i know i'll put it all in the show notes is there something specific that you you would like the audience to know specifically about you where they could reach you and what what they should come come to you for yeah
1: so my website, jimmybradbury.com, so j-i-m-m-i, bradbury.com. And mm-hmm. yeah, LinkedIn is the prime platform that I'm on. I love LinkedIn. So people get hold of me there. And on both, there's courses and programs which you've talked about. And um, yeah, I'd love to connect with people on LinkedIn. I love it.
0: Beautiful. So n- nobody here takes anything for granted, your time, your energy, and the fact that you shared all these things. I don't know. I have so many other, so, so many other questions we can go, but you know, I just want to make sure that this is leaves another chance for us to come back and have another conversation that's deeper. So, in that vein, I appreciate your your time and energy to to be here. Thank you so much. But one last question, in that vein of being grateful and being conscious beings, as we started this conversation, what might you have discovered in this conversation we just had for the last 45 minutes or so?
1: Like I've known you, Raju, for I think 2019, so maybe five years, five years. Mm -hmm. And every time I learn something new, but I I kind of reassured that there's people on the same journey that I'm on. And I think it's really important that you actually surround yourself and you make the time for those people. I think Mm -hmm. in the world that we live in today, we're consciously chasing things. And we're not stopping to actually just enjoy the moment of the day, talking to mm-hmm. people the flowers in the garden, have that nice sip of coffee, just enjoy, because life is short. And I think what I've learned today is that I need to spend more time doing this, being with people like you. You know, it's, I love it. I love the questions you ask me, and I, I love just being in your company. So I've learned that.
0: Well, the, the pleasure is all mine. This is meant to be, as I said, we just, you know, a conversation to inspire people watching, listening. Even if one person is helped to me, that's a victory. And your job, my job is to just show up and be the instruments that we can be because uh, life is fickle. Um, I don't say short, everybody has their own terminology, but because I'm motivated by mortality, like you wouldn't believe. So for me, it's like, this is all I got. This moment is all I have. I don't care about what happens i'm going to go all all of you know and people are worried about death and sickness etc which is fine it's just that i don't have to live in that fear and whatever's going to happen is going to happen so and when it's going to happen is not up to me anyway so i just think we move and i think that's it's been a real pleasure and i think it would be great to to have you back again to be honest That'd I'd, be love great.
1: That. I'd love that thank yeah. you very much ask me even deeper questions please
0: <laughs> well thanks again and appreciate you very much Thank you, Jimmy.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Raju.
0: And that, my friend, brings us to the end of another episode of Bold Conscious Connections. I hope today's conversation has sparked new ideas and inspired you to embrace your own journey of growth and entrepreneurship. Remember, every step forward is a step towards achieving your dreams and your success. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and download the episode that you heard today this way you can stay connected with our community of bold and conscious leaders take at least one action today my friend towards your goals and join us next time for more empowering stories and insights here is to your power